I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. And welcome to the final episode, episode six of Babysitting Trevor, with me, Carl Donnelly, and me, Chris Martin. Joining us soon is just, just. I'm really sad. The Carl. man you've grown to love. The man I'm going to miss. He's got Trevor Crook. Yeah, he's leaving us. For who a while. this whole podcast is for and about. Yeah, it's sad times. <laughs> Sorry, there's going to be another series. Yeah, of course. This is. But just this, the, uh... this, he's going to Australia. He's leaving us. Yes. He's leaving Julia for a bit. Will it be like a HBO series where it's left on a cliffhanger? Hopefully. I don't reckon it will be. No, I don't <laughs> I mean, Trev, it'll just end with just talking. Just talking. Just continual talking to fade. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you all know Trev. Each week uh, we set him some homework, see how he does for yes. himself, for his wife, for us, for, yeah. for, for you guys to laugh about. Oh, yeah. So far, he has yet to complete all the homework. No. Will he complete it? Final episode, <laughs> Carl. Maybe at the end of the episode we should give him an actual... Like end of season rating. Yeah, just so people know, if you've been listening before, you'll know that I set Trev, he couldn't do it last week, I set him the task of taking you to the gym. Which I can confirm did happen. Yes! And uh, you Finally. will find out during the chat just how it went. Yeah. I'll give you a little teaser. It went really well. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm excited. And what it did was you... a lot of fun. And what did you set him to do for I Julia? I set him the task of doing some chores of Julia's uh, choosing. Absolutely no like, Just around the house, little things. I can't imagine anything happened there. Well, it depends, because obviously she knows him be- even better than we do. So she'll know which ones he- to give him. I reckon she might have played it safe. If she's very lenient with the term chore, he might have done it as in, if a chore Sitting was, down is a chore. <laughs> sitting on, if keeping that bum groove in shape was, yeah. it, was a chore, then yeah. I reckon he's been very successful. Let's find out. Trev, you right? Oh yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. Slowly recovering from my illness. You sound more um, up, up, upbeat yeah. than last week. I had to tell him I always, I always sound <laughs> yeah, exactly. kind of sick. Yeah. Yeah, on the on the on the Trevor yeah, yeah. scale. On the Trevometer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never great, actually. I'm either I'm either okay or you know completely shit. But there's nothing. <laughs> yeah, never, never, got, never anything elevated. Have you never always been like that? Is it yeah, because you even yeah. now? I just thought because you get older and you seem to be quite depressed about your age. I thought that might be a fact. But is even when you were like twenty-one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, never, like, I've never felt great. Yeah, some people like jump out of bed and life's great and they're full of positive. I've never been like that. I've always been really down and fucking miserable and uh, very sort of introspective yeah. or. Okay. <laughs> right. That's terrible. Yeah, that's, that's right. Because you used to wind yeah. me up about being a really old man. 
people like when I was talk about how I was a really old young person. Yeah, you used to do a lot of uh, you know you you start cooking for yourself when you're about nine. Yeah. And, uh, like I was always I was always quite an old yeah, person in a yeah, young right. person's body. Did yeah. you feel like that growing up? Were you, yeah. Or was it just I, 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 lethargy. I was always too too introspective. I was always involved in me. I, everything revolved around me, so I didn't give a fuck about anyone from, from else. What age was it? Young? I probably. Five, four, <laughs> very, very young, <laughs> very, very self-centered. Everything was me, and uh, were you and you had brothers and sisters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had an older brother who we didn't get on at all. He was, uh, you know, he was always like trying to boss me around. I'd always get the better of him because I'm intrinsically smarter than him. Really. I know, um, <laughs> so I'd always. How, old, how much older than, than you? Is He's he? about three years older than me. You, do you contact him? Uh, yeah, yeah, well, in reasonable terms, but for years we didn't talk. It was like a feud. Yeah. And because uh, when I was a kid, I always got the better of him. I'd yeah. fuck him up. You know what I mean? And yeah. um, in what way? Well, I remember once he accidentally hit me in the back with a pickaxe. He was like, <laughs> 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 that story escalated so quickly. Yeah. He didn't mean it. He, he was. I was behind him, and oh, he right. just swung it back and hit me. Oh, and my then I, I screamed. And, Did it dig, dig in? Yeah, it hurt. It hurt. Yeah, but I, I fucking over dramatised it, and uh, my mum came running. How can you over dramatise being hit with a pickaxe? Yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> the one time you didn't go to the doctor. Yeah, and I. So anyway, she, my mum comes out, and you know, he hit me with a pickaxe. And fucking, she went off ahead and you know, gave him a fucking. I don't know if she hit him or what she gave me, but he did have a quite a hard time over there. <laughs> and he was completely innocent. Yeah, I meant to ask you this, Trev. Do you do you like you daydream a lot? Yeah. Do you do you, do you have weird normal dreams? Do you have dreams? Yeah, I, I, I in my dreams I'm always having fights to the death with celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what the fuck going on. <laughs> Uh, oh. I did. I've always, I'm always, always a fucking celebrity death match. Yeah, that yeah. was an MTV show in yeah. the nineties. <laughs> Remember once, uh, uh, wait, Spike Milligan tried to drown me when I'm a fucking dream. We're down by the water, and Spike had me down. And he's like pushing my head under the under oh, the gosh. waves. And then I had a fight with Ian Botham. It's a very, very celebrity. It's like I'm in a movie. It's like I'm in a movie. How did you get? How did you fare against Beefy? Yeah. <laughs> what's the no, what's I, your record in fights? No. Well, I wake up because I'm usually restricted. And my what happens in my dreams is uh, Beefy might get me in a, like a headlock and I can't beefy. move. And then I yeah. Uh, and then I sort of panic because I can't. He's restricting oh, me. Yeah. And then, then I wake up. Oh, you wake panic. up. All right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you wake up. So the fights always wake me up eventually. You know, oh, Look, wow. I'm, I hang around with Shane Warne a lot. It's like I'm in a movie. <laughs> you, saw, you hang around with <laughs> yeah. Shane. Warren. In, in the, That's the best description of a dream. Right. Just hang around with oh, Shane. Yeah, Warren. in real life, he wouldn't fucking piss on me if I was on fire. But in my dreams, we're very good mates. Oh, oh yeah. I reckon do you, you'd get on do, in real do you life. keep going back to it? And I think Shane would like. He's, no, but he's all a bit too. He's you know done his all his Botox and all that. He loves yeah. it. Yeah, I probably have nothing in common with him. But would uh, you hang out and just chat about cricket with him in your dreams? No, I, 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 <laughs> I did share the green room, green room with him at a show once. I, I started talking about cricket. Oh, a real gig? Yeah, yeah, a real gig. Right. Yeah, this is okay. no longer in a dream. And it all became a bit embarrassing. I think I made a fool of myself. Did yeah. you jump on him and start hitting him with a frying pan? <laughs> <laughs> no, I started to discuss leg spin bowling, thinking that's what he'd want to talk nah, about. No, he probably wants to die. Uh, but you know, but I think it was a misjudgment on my part. In your dreams of him, what do you chat to him about? 
in my dreams, we we, uh, we go to parties a lot. And, uh... <laughs> That's amazing. I'm not in a movie. I'm, I can't I can't see me in the dream. I'm like a camera in my dreams. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you I'm... sort of point of view. It's like peep show. Yeah, yeah, like that. Yes, yeah, exactly like that. I don't see myself in the dream yeah, at all. Ever. And, but I'm a, I can experience anything in the dream. Yeah. yeah. But it's just like I'm a cameraman. I'm, I'm going around a room. Have like you that. ever thought about lucid dreaming? Because Carl's done that recently. Have you heard of this? Where you yeah, can yeah, where you think it's uh, you think it's reality, but you can actually control you control it. it. You realise it's a dream in the dream, and then you can sort of change things. Oh, have you tried controlling? I've I've tried it. Yeah, I've, tried, I've only managed it once, mm. and it was um, it's so weird. And uh, it sounds really dumb when I tell it, but basically I was in an airport and it uh, and it, it caught and it kicked off. It was a terrorist attack, so I was in an airport, packed, mm. waiting for our bags. Loads yeah. of people waiting. There was hundreds of people waiting. Mm. Obviously, something going on. And then suddenly, all the bags on the conveyor belt started blowing up with bombs, <laughs> and bodies were flying everywhere. Yeah, right. And I was just standing there watching this all happen. Mm. And I suddenly became aware that I was dreaming. And I'd stopped and said to myself, "What the bloody hell am I putting up with this for? This is my dream, mm. and I'm caught up in a terrorist attack." So what I decided to do was turn into like diamonds and then fly away. Turn <laughs> so, into diamonds. Yeah. So I just went. I just. I said, "I'm not having this," and I just changed myself all into diamonds. You mean diamonds? Like sort of yeah. Just, I started glowing as if I was a diamond. Okay. It's just a weird and then I just looked up and just flew off out through the airport. I just got out of there like a as a diamond man. Like a flying <laughs> disco ball or something. Yeah. It's weird. But it was, a, it was a good way of getting out of it. You can get situation. into lucid dreaming. That could be another homework for season two, Trev. There's yeah. a book on it. It's actually quite easy to do, isn't it? You, you, yeah. you read it, you have to wake up, note down your dreams. So yours are pretty easy. You'd be, had a chat of Shane Warne <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah, okay. Have a party. You'd have a party. Me and Shane tour. Yeah. tour. Yeah, no, but the way you do it is you... You got you. So you start when you're awake. Just say like once every few hours. Just mm. question whether or not you're awake. Just stop and just say to yourself yeah. in your head or whatever. Say, "Am I dreaming?" Mm. Um, and then, then you start noting your dreams down. So if you wake up from a dream in the night, mm. rather than just go back to sleep and forget it, because then you, you will forget it if you go back to sleep. Write it down, then go back to sleep. So sometimes you wake up in the morning, and you've got you've got notes from a dream that you have no idea happened. Like mm. you don't remember having a dream, but then you will find a note in your pad. Saying you know went to a party with Shane Warne, yeah, yeah, uh, and then yeah, as, yeah, and yeah. over the course of like just a couple of weeks, you just suddenly just start. The the the, the goal is to in a dream ask yourself, "Am I dreaming?" So because you've already got that sort of memory of doing mm. it regularly, mm, 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 so mm. suddenly you're in a you'll be at a party with Shane Warne and you'd be like, "Hold on a sec." This is a dream. Yeah, sure. And then you can go, we can do whatever we want. Fuck yeah, okay. I'll, I'll fucking do a bit of research. Yeah, yeah you can. You can look it up online. So if you could like, so if you could control your dreams. Mm. So let's say, you, what would you be, what would the first thing you'd do in a dream be? If I could control like it. If you could control, go right, I can just bear in mind, when the book I was reading, a lot of people, a lot of men in particular, when they first start lucid dreaming, get dirty. Like a lot of men, when they first start learning how to do it, just yeah. turn all their dreams into sex dreams. <laughs> yeah, but you can't initiate the dream consciously. No, so you? You, but you can change the dream totally. So yeah. you, could be, you could have a dream, oh, okay, you could right. flick driving a bus, and the moment you realise you're dreaming, you can change that to whatever you want. So oh, and they, okay. they reckon statistically a lot of men in the early days of lucid dreaming just mm. change every dream we, to have sex with loads of women. Let's give tre- we'll give you, Trev, I'll set the scenario and I'll just mm. click my fingers and you just take the dream where you want, right? <laughs> so, Trev, you and Shane Warne and Beefy, three yeah. of you, yeah. you go. Uh, you have a couple of pints in um, in <laughs> Weatherspoons. <Yeah. laughs> so William Morris and Hammersmith down the road. Yeah. You have a couple of pints. Yeah. Um, you then bump into, uh, bump into bump into Athers. Athers okay. Yeah, he's there as he's well. He's a bit boring. He's a bit boring, he? but he's just there. He's like, where are we going, lads? He goes, come with me. 
you uh, you go to uh, what's that? Belushi's bar, Shepherd's Bush. Yeah. Student hmm. night. Hmm. You can now control it. What are you doing? I'd probably go home. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually a good night already. It, it sounds like a very long night. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair enough. I mean, that does sound like a really fun it night. It sounds like the night's... I wouldn't, change, I, would, I wouldn't change anything if I was having that. <laughs> Belushi's yeah, with... Belushi's with Atherton. four legendary cricketers. Yeah. Four, that's three. 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 You have a sexualiser dream, yeah? yeah. I, well, I don't... I think... I had a dirty dream recently. I'm not going to say who was involved. Mm. Is that all we know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether you're looking at me. No, no, I got, it was about me. It was about going on a comedy retreat and then being... Uh, with a woman. ...fellated by a female comedian. <laughs> But it was just out of the blue. I wasn't. I wasn't even fully. I wasn't fully consenting in it either. Like I was just chilling on my bed in this sort of in this country house, and the country house was full of comedians. Like loads of comedians had gone on this weekend away together to like write and work on stuff. And and yeah, I was in. From day one, afternoon we got there. A a well known female comedian just came into my room, and I thought she was just going to say hello, and she just she forced herself upon me. I allowed it to happen. Uh, is, she, <laughs> is she well known? Uh, yeah, she's sort of as, semi-famous. As, as Trevor the Piston, I said. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it was not Joe Brandt. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. No, she's semi-famous. Oh, okay. Right, right. <laughs> but, and she's somebody that it's going to be weird next time I see her knowing what happened in that dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, because she's not, she's not the sort to... From from I, I've only ever known her as... Like, it's not, she's, that's not her style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, yeah. breaking into someone's room and... Noshing them off. Yeah, but you don't know what she's thinking. You know, her fantasies might be to to want to fillet you <laughs> in a country house. Had a hell of a workout with Carl. Listen to me, old ways, mate. De- defeated by gravity again. Fuck you, Isaac Newton. So, Trev, your homework this week—the main part—is yeah. uh, most excited I've been about homework, even though I wasn't there. <laughs> was I sent Carl to do a weight session with you as his teacher? Yeah, that's right. We yeah. did it. We did it yesterday. How'd it go? Well, you know, I was on my way there and. Um, <laughs> I thought Carl would be, you know, he's, he's never done weights before. And really, have you? you no. Yeah, never done weights before. And, and so I, I thought, um, you know, I used to be a gym instructor years ago. Yeah. And uh, so I thought, how will <laughs> I um, not deal with him, but I, how, how, because you have to, everyone's an individual, so if I'm going to organise a class or, you know, I've got to, take the personalities into account and what's the best way to approach it. Right. And, so you and, actually did a bit of prep for this. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, you have to, yeah. So um so I, so I had the routine in my head, well we'll do this, this exercise, that exercise, bit of machinery, not too much in the way of free weights because he might hurt himself. Yes, that's good. Um <laughs> and then how disciplined I thought Carl would probably give up <laughs> Way through some yeah. of the exercises, yeah, no, they're too well. hard. But I, he didn't actually. He he didn't was, I tried. Yeah, no, I did. No, I no, tried no. everything. He had very good. He had very good sense of stillness, which is good. He because uh, I explained to him when you, when you're lifting a weight, you have to be it's a meditative thing. Well, this is this is why I think you're a good teacher. Like really good because like. I, weights often everyone always thinks it's all about it's pushing like, ah, yeah, yeah but right. as you described it to me in a way that I would that I need to be told which is sort of in a hippie-ish yeah that's it's right it's all about your breathing and you're taking yeah, it slowly in yeah. on the way down out on the way up normally is it well it depends on yeah but I mean 
you got to breathe in and out basically. It varies with each movement. One of the thing, side effects of hard training is injury. Yeah, there's absolutely no no avoiding it. I've had every bodily part, especially with martial arts. I've had every fucking joint and oh, I'm broken too many bones, but I've had um, a lot of injuries from a it. fight with someone. Yes, yeah, sparring and that. Yeah, I've, I've had cracked toes and you know my knuckles cracked from trying to break wood. And elbows have been uh, damaged. Can you, can you, you break the wood thing? Can you do the breaking? I used to, yeah. I used What's to. the most planks of wood you oh, Well, it depends on the type of wood. It's a bit of a racket, really, because they use uh, pine wood, which is very, very soft, and you, you uh, hit uh, with the grain, it breaks really easy. Really? Yeah, I tried to break jarrah, which is like a hardwood. <laughs> and, uh, That's a square, was it? I just kept punch- I'd people holding it, and you've got to know how to hold it, too. And I just feel that knuckle. You see that knuckle. Oh, God. Yeah, oh. Like, you're trying to punch it, the wrong type of wood. Yeah, so that was a disaster. Is that harder than breaking? Because people do bricks, but is it, in a way, is a brick easier to break than that, a jarrah wood? No, no. I mean, uh, well, I mean, jarrah. Uh, I was the only one who ever tried breaking jarrah. It's <laughs> <laughs> the first time I've ever heard the word yeah, jarrah yeah, in right. my life. Now, you're supposed to use pine wood. Yeah. You know, you've got soft, soft wood. You, you've got a mate, haven't you? Like, who's, do you is it. Was he Karate Master, your mate you got into a lot of fights with? Oh, you mean Ozzy, yeah. Ozzy was very... He was uh, he was like a moral thug. <laughs> like, he would beat people up but uh, in a moral kind of way. Yeah. Like he wouldn't, if you were a decent bloke, he wouldn't beat you up. Right. But if you were a bit of an idiot and you got the wrong side of him, right. then he'd just fucking half kill you. Like, and what, 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 what's he done that you've seen? I've saw him... Uh, he was bouncing once and then someone threw a rock through the nightclub window... And then uh, someone came running in and said, a bloke in a white shirt I just fucking thrown a rock through the window. So Ozzy went outside, he saw a bloke with a white shirt, tapped him on the shoulder and just went bang. But it was the fucking wrong bloke. Oh, God. I would have, if I was him, I would be like, can you give me a few yeah, more details? Yeah, yeah. More details. <laughs> a lot of blokes wear yeah, white shirts. Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. Loads of Everyone's just come shirts. back from work. <laughs> Some bloke walking back from a long day at the accounting. <laughs> Some nutty bouncers. But he was doing that continually. It always be, this is before camera, so he could get away with a lot more. He was continually <laughs> yeah. beating people up. Oh, right. And he had no tolerance at all. He wasn't no, a bully, but he just loved fighting. He loved violence. <laughs> and he's the only the only man I know who got in a fight in a fucking library. I've never heard of that in my life. <laughs> did you have a fight? What in, did he do? What was it it was, it was in the philosophical section. All the fucking, of all the places to have a fight. Philosophical part of the library. Yeah. And he, had, he always wore shorts. And he yeah. had like big, hairy fucking legs. And someone made a comment, a derogatory comment about his hairy legs. What, in a library? In a library, Who's, yeah. who's heckling in a library? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone laughed at his legs, basically. Oh, right. And that was enough to trigger... A violent competition. Yeah, yeah. He had an actual. Because obviously you're not allowed to make noise. Yeah, it's very hard to beat him up very quietly. <laughs> Silence is so, on his face. So he got in a big fucking fight and he, he just pulverised this bloke. And, um, and, but then he decided to have a. a he said he was going to change his life. He, he said that um, he was getting tired of all the violence and he wanted to uh, philosophically made a decision uh, to. Uh, was, was <laughs> in the philosophical yeah, section. Yeah, yeah, he was thinking that guy up. He saw a. <laughs> He yeah, saw like the power of just now. red Gandhi sort yeah. of like. And he, he took up he took up meditation and, and yoga, all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. So I used to bump into him and then I'd say, How's it going? He's oh I'm meditating, I've had a fight I haven't had a fight for a couple of weeks and feeling really <laughs> calm and all that kind of stuff. With you two in the gym, this is a few things that I wanted to find out straight away. Right. One was uh what did you both wear to the gym? Well this was uh well yeah, so we met at the gym. Mm-hmm. Um 
Because it's quite. What, what type of gym is it as well? It's a really cool gym, actually. It's Great gym, yeah. It is yeah. a good gym. I, for yeah. some reason, thought it'd be you be like a proper like, old school boxing gym, Trev. It is, it's got an old school, like the actual the decor is quite yeah, yeah, yeah. old. It's not like a really <laughs> crazy modern, like lit, like it's, banging music. Yeah, it's a, go, like it's a gay gym predominantly. You know? Is it's, it? It's a gay gym, yeah. And sort of, uh, but it's got the old standard. Um, Equipment that I like. Yeah, you know, it's got like heavy bag. And this is the thing because I brought gym kits. Yeah, you showed up just wearing what you were going to wear in there, just a coat. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah, that yeah. was impressive. You'd, yeah, that's right. Do yeah. you not that, shower at the gym? No, no, I don't. No, no, I never shower at the gyms. No, I think they're a bit unhygienic. But you know, you're a bit, bit tired after workout. You can hardly raise. If you train properly, you can hardly raise your arms. So I didn't. Yeah, you know, I couldn't be fucked scrubbing yeah, yeah. and all that kind of thing. <laughs> too, so, yeah, too lazy, too, yeah. too tired to scrub your arms. So that was fun. Yeah, fun. Does have a sauna? Yeah. It does have a sauna actually because yeah, yeah, this yeah. is another thing I, I sort of get the hygiene thing I've been mm. in I used to have a go to like a virgin active thing and it'd always be blokes shaving in the steam room of the sauna which is yeah. not what? allowed is not it's not allowed there's mm. signs about it but they do it because yeah. it opens you and another guy I've had it before I've been in the steam room and there's been a guy just fully naked in there okay that is, yeah that's not sitting naked bum on the thing mm. and that's unhygienic it's not even I don't mind the fact there's a guy naked that's just not hygienic to put your yeah, bum your hole bum. on a yeah, yeah, that's right. On a bench, so you don't, you never do any of that no, sauna no. steam room. Do you never use the sauna in there? No, no, really. No. I don't know whether the saunas are any good. I don't know whether they're healthy actually. There's a lot of uh, germs breed in saunas, and then as far as sweating goes, you know, I think you can sweat like an exercising. I've never. I've always gone into a sauna for a bit of a perv or something, like a fetish club. <laughs> uh, I've never actually so, <laughs> taken them seriously. Well, in a fetish club, they have a sauna. Yeah, yeah. yeah really? Yeah. yeah. Not not the one I'm going to now, but others that their saunas. The, whole <laughs> bit, yeah, oh, the one you're going to now, like a Roman bath, eh? What's the one you're going to now got? Well, the one I, I talk about in the podcast has got uh, a wet room, they call it, and the shower. Um, it's pretty basic. If you go to a more sophisticated fetish club, they've got all kinds of things: televisions and saunas and bath. <laughs> Television. Where do you just go watch the football? <laughs> <and> <laughs> they usually have porn movies, watching EastEnders. Porn movies on them. Porn movies does yeah, make sense. Oh, really? They have a dark room where you go and oh, it's all geez. completely dark and just got to got... fill your way around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really? People. That's a lottery, isn't it? What's your favourite room of your current fetish club? You go? How often? Do you... I mean, I'm not. I'm just. I'm always open. I'm always interested in something because mm. I'm not in world I know. Is it? Once a month, sort of thing, you go to. Yeah, you go to the I, gym more than you go to the. Festival. I know. I, I go infrequently. I, I, I've probably been twice in six months. Okay. So. Uh, Do you have a membership? Is there a membership? Yeah, there is actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. yeah, mine, mine's expired. Because <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is the funny thing. Because you at your gym, you like everyone knew you. That's yeah. the thing that's like everyone would come over and say hello. When we went on that chin-up bar, mm. your technique on those chin-ups was outstanding. Mm. Like, yes. It was sort of proper from hanging. Just like real, just slow as well. Just like yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> did you wear like, your weightlifting gloves? I did. <laughs> <laughs> did you wear gloves? Do you wear? You don't wear gloves. Yeah, no, you no, wear, no, no. What, from what gloves. it sounds as you went in there, just like you're dressed now. <laughs> yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah, Pretty much. Just, oh, tracksuit bottoms. Tracksuit bottoms, but do you wear like a shirt like that? No, I've got a green top, you know, with a collar. Yeah, that, that's basically it. You, know what I mean? you carry your jacket around. So. Uh, Julie said I look like I'm fucking homeless or something in the gym. You <laughs> do you wear I mean? the same trainers? The old uh, yeah, trainers? no, I've got, I've, got, I've got good trainers because I think you need to spend money on those. Yeah, but, but not think, the ones that you wear out in the house. No, no, no. Just <laughs> you have gym. a hole in them no. and But I, I just. I just find I go there and I, I go there and it's like I like rough house gyms. I like yeah. fucking not spitting on the floor, but I mean, ah, fucking, yeah. Bleh, yeah, fucking. Yeah. But uh, when it comes to technique, then I'm really into technique and knowledge and um, yeah, very scientific about it. Yeah, you sounded like you were a good teacher. Really good. The other two, mm. what other things I'm you mentioned? Aged, I'm absolutely aged today. A couple of things that made me laugh was one because mm. I was like. I said, I know you said you didn't want to shower, Trev. Yeah. I said, the, the thought of you two having to shower together made me laugh. And then he said, <laughs> you didn't shower. But then what was the weird thing that Trev did? Oh, well, it's, no. F- the first thing was you commented on how heavy I was. We weighed, our, we weighed, yeah. weighed ourselves at the yeah, start. Yeah, I was surprised. And Trev was really surprised at how heavy <laughs> I was. How much are you weighing in at? Exactly. 81 kilograms. Yeah. Shit, that's quite big, actually. Yeah. Man. I'm it 69. deceivingly heavy. I'm 69. Well, he is. He must have fucking heavy bones. I have. <laughs> Because I'm 77 kilograms. How are you? But I've got... My frame is like a bird. I could almost <laughs> take to the air. My, uh, Why is it like a bird? I don't know. Look at my wrist. It's all in the wrist. Fuck, I've got such tiny wrist I've got tiny wrists. Yeah, yeah. Small my, hands. Isn't look it? at my hands. We've both got oh, yeah, tiny yeah. hands, haven't we? Yeah, look at my hands. I've got hands like a doll. <laughs> <laughs> Old dull hounds crook. I've got very, I'm very small. I've got quite a lot of mus- muscularity because well, I don't look. The thing that made me laugh. You got your top off in the changing room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you didn't have a kit to get changed. You just took it off to, <laughs> this then to put it back on. You went in the changing but, room. Yeah, you, he got his wrist and and did a what was that? Pose? What's that? Lat spread. Lat spread. Lat spread. Tried to do a lat spread in front of the mirror. That's what made me laugh. Is a well defined. He's got a good lat torso. So Trev came into the changing room, got topless, did a lat spread in the mirror. Put his clothes back on and, and then waited for me in the reception. That's, that's weird to me. Yeah, yeah. That's old really school, odd. Yeah. No, I do it all the time. <laughs> you do it. So you, you so are gym. Mate. After, after, after the end of every session. session. <laughs> so uh, yeah, everyone's like, you've got to get your top off once, just for the eye candy. So you go into the change room. You get to, every time you do a session, you just check the mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check your muscles. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Put them back on and go. Leave. I wouldn't say. I suppose it's vanity, but in a way, you just when you're pumped up, you just want to look, see yourself at your your best that's when your muscles are full of blood and you look your biggest so then oh. you fucking do a, that <laughs> biceps you take, we should take you should take a photo for Trez so he's got a little bit of put it on the old wall 
I'm not taking a photo of Trevor Toplitz. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd like it as a present. Trevor would like it as a present. Yeah, it's a head. I like. It's a head. Well, all right, we'll cut your head off. We'll put <laughs> Shane Warne's head yeah. on top. We'll make yeah. you top. Have you got photos from when you used to do bodybuilding? Yeah, I haven't got them. A friend of mine's got some. You know. <laughs> so your mate, who, so your mate who gave you a lift to your house. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. And then you went out to the change room. What was Trev doing? Oh, so by the time I'd had my shower and got ready, I came out and you were chatting to yeah, a guy the, the who black, worked there. Who the black eye? No, yeah, the black eye. Yeah, he had a, yeah. It wasn't just black. It was like a bloodshot red yes, eye. Yeah, yeah. And you were having a conversation about the French Revolution. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know how you got onto that in the five minutes. Yeah, it took we're me talking to get out. about we're talking about how fuck things are and uh, how the economy's uh, <laughs> going down the toilet and the, yeah, the rich <laughs> are living the gym in a, reception yeah, in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the richard yeah, the elites are doing so well. Everyone else is fucked. And we need a revolution. So. Well, that's it. Okay, I li- I literally walked into the reception yeah, as I that's heard. Right. We want you both agreeing that what we need is a good old-fashioned revolution. Yeah, that's right. You need to start beheading people. How was that bloke? <laughs> How was that bloke reacting? Was he doing that like absolutely into it? I really, I know it was yeah, a proper yeah. two-way conversation. He yeah, was well yeah, up good. for it. Oh yeah, yeah. That's I had right. to just stand on the sidelines and let him finish up. And I was saying, when it comes to revolution, there's a ten percent, oh, yeah. a ten percent of the population that that's the um, the benchmark for revolution. Ten percent. When you hit ten percent, the other ninety percent, for some reason, go with it. <laughs> Uh, Carl asked you, as his part of the homework, to yeah. do a chore, just some chores for Julia. For Julia, to help Julia out. Yeah. Did she pass this message on? Yes, she did. Okay. <laughs> what chores did she ask you to do? She asked me, well, I do these things anyway, in oh, a you way. You said you're making yeah. cups of tea. I did make a cup of tea. I gave her three Jaffa cakes. <laughs> three Jaffa <laughs> stash. Happy stash. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. This is, this is progress. Mathematically. I had a four packet of 12, so I go, I'll give her three. You know. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Begrudgingly gave us three. Is that three. all there is in a pack of Jaffa cakes? Twelve, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. But I, I thought she'd ask for two, which is, you know, um, I could live with that. But yeah. <laughs> you gave her more than you thought she'd ask. Yeah, yeah. So that's she nice. said, "Would you like two or three? I always go, "Would you like two or three? Well, <laughs> oh, I'll take, I'll take three. Yeah, they've given her seventy, twenty-five percent. Yeah, yeah, twenty-five percent. Whatever the other percentage. Fucking Jaffa cake supply. And what, how so you, that's good. You is enjoyed that, doing that then, Trev. What's yeah. your normal one sitting of Jaffa cakes? Are you uh, eat? Is it a three? I've cut it? down actually. Six. Six <laughs> in one go. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of Jaffa cakes. What did, you, you, what did you used to be on? Twelve. Oh, you used to have a whole pack of Jaffa <laughs> yeah. cakes. Cut, cut from twelve a day <laughs> to six. Come on, it be a pack of Jaffa cakes <laughs> a day. I fucked my jaw up once because I used. To, I don't. Ju- I, I put them in whole. I'm into like my mouth. Pelican. Yeah. You are like a bird. Just, just, just you are like a body time. like a bird. <laughs> I, I throw my head back. I, I fuck my jaw up. My jaw's locked on me. Like, oh, fuck. I had to go to an osteopath. Fuck, my jaw's fucked. They were fucked. Oh, that's the worst. I just pick up this osteopath guy. So, what have you been doing to cause his injuries? <laughs> I've been eating yeah, Jaffa cakes, mate. Yeah. They're right. You're right, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you gave her some Jaffa cakes. Yeah. Did you do anything else? Nice. Uh, I gave her massage. head massage for a bit. You gave her head massage? For about two minutes. I got. Bored with it. Do you know what? I will. Whenever I like, hand someone's give a little back massage. It's so it's so boring. It is. Yeah. Honestly, first minute I'm being really nice. Ninety seconds in, I'm like. Even a sexy massage. Even a sexy one. Because can we just have some sex? Yeah, that's what. Essentially, you're thinking. You're like, this is romantic, and then within a minute, you're like, you should just have sex now. What's out of the entire sexual experience? What's your favourite bit? You think? For me. Yeah. Um... 
I sort of like I I think the more I quite like the the just the build up actually before just before it all the uh, train enters the station. Really? Oh. I like the if it's depending on what mood you're in. That can, depends on what mood you're in, isn't it? Sometimes just like get that done in two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Depends uh, on mood you're in. Yeah. I used What's to kiss favorite? a woman who used to keep her eyes open when I kissed her. Oh, that's great. <laughs> used to really put me off. Yeah. But hang on, your eyes must have been open if you saw her eyes open. No, well, I was closed. I opened one eye and fucking saw her staring <laughs> at me. <laughs> Very disconcerting. <laughs> but then she said that. Uh, She'd never kissed a bloke before, and she didn't know how to do it, basically. Really? Oh, okay. How old was she? Oh, she was about 15 or something. Uh, how old were you? Uh, similar age. Okay, good. Right. <laughs> that's yeah. the correct, is the correct Woo! answer. Woo! Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's in the fetish club, and that's why Trevor... What's it, your favourite bit, Trev? I like... Um, I don't actually like intercourse. I find it fucking tedious. After about 10 seconds, I'm just really? chewing right out. Yeah, just... Uh, I think my... I, I don't think vaginas are uh, necessarily suited... <laughs> Uh, to to the penis. I <laughs> can't be true. Is this, another, is, it, is this another thing the bloke who Vaginas, gave you a lift back to you? It's not ever bold. They're not, they're not tight enough. Vagina's not tight enough. They're not. Maybe they're not. your penis is too, too small. small. <laughs> it's too thin. You've maybe got, I've got a thin one. You've got a very thin, thin, one. Very yeah. long, thin one. I just find that uh, if a, a woman gets very lubricated and then you can't feel, it's like you're, you know. Fucking waving a broomstick in the town hall, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you go, I can't fucking, oh, I can't feel, I can't feel anything, and I, and right. I, I can't come. I've got a, a retarded ejaculator. Okay, I'm, I'm a retarded ejaculator. So what would? So what? what what's your favourite bit then? If that's not, doing I like. To be honest with you, I like masturbating to completion. Okay. Over a woman's body part. Uh, <laughs> over a body part. It's a scientific way of describing it. Yeah. They know that it's sterile. Masturbating to completion over a woman's body part. Yeah. Put yeah, that on your yeah. gravestone, Trent. Uh, any body part, just any, uh, any arses, area will do. Arses, 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 arses bum. Over a bum. Over a bum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Fucking really uh, gets me going. I think just straight out intercourse is a I bit. I think it's good that we left this to the last episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If this was episode one, this podcast series would have been very different. Yeah. Right, so now, Trev, we're going to do mm -hmm. Julie's email. We normally do the poem before mm -hmm. the email, but it's end of series. Yeah, I thought we'd do. We'd play out on the poem okay. this year. Yes. This year, this, this episode, we'll have, yeah, sort of end of season poem oh, would be okay. how we finish up. So you said, like, you know, you've given us some Jaffa cakes, etc. thought you'd done all right and you had fun with Carl. She's written, yeah. almost inevitably, whatever he's supposed to have done, he hasn't done. Mm. Does he not read the email? Does he not care? <laughs> not tidy, not positive, books remain untouched, never mind read. He does genuinely seem to get a real kick out of writing the poems. Can concentrate for hours on those as it means he can remain in Trev Corner on the sofa. <laughs> Is that what you call it? Yeah, Trev yeah. Corner yeah. quality. <laughs> Trev Corner yeah. quality. He also seemed to enjoy training Carl. Don't know if Carl enjoyed it. Sounds a little bit too it. strenuous I to me. I really did enjoy it. It was strenuous, though. Yeah, I'm genuinely concerned that he hasn't overstrained him. Not overstrained? I'm, I'm achy. Strained I'm very achy. Yeah. And you've now scared me that you've said tomorrow I'll be Tomorrow, worse. yes. Because yeah. I feel pretty bad today. Yeah, that'd be worse. Okay. <laughs> That's good to so look forward to. Um, he has really, really enjoyed doing the podcast. I can't begin to tell you how much it has lifted his mood and his spirits. It's been so lovely to see him happy. He's genuinely his happiest when performing and loves doing stand-up and podcasts. Yeah. Uh, right down here. Oh, right. But what Julia has actually done is she's sort of given us a couple of little... Obviously, she knows you better than anyone. Yes. A couple of little stories yep. that we haven't had this series. 
I mean, there'll be a few in the locker yeah. for Series 2, I'm sure. But she said, ask him about the triad hitman. <laughs> which is, I mean, as a title <laughs> to a story. Well, the uh, if you, so because I was Chinese for ten years, right? Me, yeah. um, <laughs> and uh, my ex-wife was Chinese. Well, she still is Chinese, hadn't changed race. But the um, <laughs> well, you did for ten years. But the point is, when I uh, see, so when you're entrenched in the Chinese community, you meet uh, a lot of triads. Cause they run restaurants and all that kind of stuff. You're really, with, really? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're fucking everywhere. Believe me, they're in the gambling and. Have you ever been to one of those places where it's a laundry on the front and there's some dodgy stuff happening in the back? I know they're usually restaurants. Restaurants are usually okay, you know. But the uh, I did go. My ex-wife at the time, she got a job as a hostess. Yeah. Uh, I thought, yeah, fucking hand jobs. It wasn't. It was like in a nightclub. (laughs) That's Uh, where your brain immediately goes. I just think. But that that this group house for the girls to stay in. She she was there like a week. And so uh, I used to go visit her at the group house. So I used to go every day. I, we still had a flat in Sydney, but she was staying at the group house in Fairfield. So, and uh, because it was right next to the nightclub, so it'd be easier than going to Fairfield every day from where we were staying. So she was there about a week. And I used to go visit her to be her and the girls, about four or five other Chinese girls. And they had a bodyguard, and he was like the fucking the hitman. He bodyguard. Was like, yeah, 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 security uh, to protect the girls. Right. Um, and he was like. Uh, like a fucking hitman, because I talked to her and I said, who, who is the bloke? He's quite a good bloke. He's friendly and all, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> he's a lovely guy. And, um, he does and, uh, he, and uh, she said, oh, he's with the black people. Yeah, that's the dark people, the you know, like fucking ninjas or some shit. The, the, the black, if you say that with the black people, that means they're fucking, you know, into... Uh, Oh, that's the, the card for the, okay, yeah. like assassins. Yeah, the assassins, I suppose, yeah. Okay. So I said, oh, well, he's, he's with the black people, so okay. So I thought, you know, he's quite a nice bloke, as I said, and we got on really well. And, um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> and, um, but anyway, I, I often thought I was with my wife. I was like, I thought she treated me really badly, but then again, I was, well, maybe that's just my opinion. And, um, but I'd go there every day and he'd see the way I was being treated by her, you know, fucking horrible <laughs> way she was treating me. And, and eventually, after about a week, he said, for fuck's sake, Leave the poor guy alone. <laughs> now this is like a triad fucking hitman with probably a list of bodies a mile long <laughs> to take credit for. Oh, and he, he thought she was a bit fucking over the top right. in her mistreatment of me. Wow. So I what thought, was her response to that? What was her response? Yeah. yeah. Oh, she didn't. You know, she didn't fucking, take any heed. No, no, no not, not <laughs> a, at all. Of a hitman. Yeah, yeah. She yeah, still yeah. thought no. He sh- yeah, he, he, he fucking should have taken her out and done me a favour, but he didn't. <laughs> but the. Um, so I thought, how, how, how much of an endorsement is that, that I, that I get uh, actually gather sympathy from a fucking... Murderer. A murderer. <laughs> from a professional murderer. So I, I, I think there's a certain certain point of... Um, well, we justified my position yeah. as, as yeah. far as being the victim goes in the relationship. Yeah, I mean, so. when, you're, you know, when you're having an argument next time... Yeah, that's pull that one out of the bag. <laughs> Even but, the hitman was with me. But he actually said to me, he said, Trevor, you should try and do some stuff in the underworld. As he said. <laughs> 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 yeah, I said, mate, I'm not really suited. And then it was, I said, it's too much stress, mate. You can't fucking <laughs> what do you, what, what, like, as in just like join a, could you, wouldn't it be a bit, most triads all like, uh, imagine a Chinese and then some Australian bloke from the start yeah, some holes in his shoes there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah but I think you'd I think, be the most feared. Yeah, that's you know, right. Be the Guai, yeah, that's is it Guailo? Right. Do they call, isn't it? West Guailo, is it Guailo. Um, uh, no, Gunning, yeah. Is that no, Thailand? No, Gunning in Shanghai, yeah. For Gunning. Westerner. No, Gunning, yeah. yeah. 
be that. I'd always sort of it'd be great I'd... to be part of a sort of mafia type thing, wouldn't it? No, it'd be like cool to be part of a mafia type thing. It like would that. be cool in a way, but you know, there was like they found some bloke. They're very vindictive. The Chinese mafia. They're much worse than the Italian mafia. Right. They'll like they'll kill you. They'll kill you, but they'll like kill members of your family first, just to make you suffer a bit more. Yeah. You know what yeah I mean? they, they found one Chinese bloke. Don't know what the fuck he'd done, but they shot him in the head with a nail gun. And they had like he had fifty six inch nails on his head. Oh my god! So they uh, he he fucked up somewhere along. The <laughs> yeah, line. I mean that's that's something's that something's <laughs> yeah. gone wrong well, somewhere along the lines. Mistook him for a bit of furniture or something. I don't know, but he had that had to X-ray his head on on the news actually in the paper. All right, another poem. Uh, perfect back on the sofa. Now you can all fuck off. <laughs> So, so um, yeah. we're coming towards the end of end of the series. No, the oh. end of the But so we thought we'd end the series on one of your. Yeah, this poems. is a, a, an an all encompassing poem about the uh, about the entire experience. Great, of doing the podcast. Yes. But, uh, the end has now approached. The podcast final breath. Let us hope they will provoke some well deserved success. Three comics and their producer look down upon the casket, remembering the saying about eggs and one basket. Now I reflect on the task they set to get me up and out, to stir the sloth inside my soul that was happiest on the couch. A love poem to Julia was my first official task, to paint with words my love for her and underline her class. I went to the zoo one freezing day to see things that crawl and slither, a silverback and an anorak and a tiger having dinner. A yoga class was my next manoeuvre. I imagined girls doing poses from the Kama Sutra. The reality was different, foiled again. The class was me and three other men. A romantic meal for Julie was their, was their next demand. It came out of a packet, it came out of a can. But she ate it, her hunger was pronounced. And as the old romantics say, it's a thought that counts. The Kaifer exhibition was a serious test to make death and destruction a target of jest to give this nihilist and pessimist comedy cover and make him more than Nietzsche's twin brother. The final request, Jim with Carl at his behest. Pumping iron was not his game, no bumps on his slender frame. Could I mould the shapeless form? <laughs> Develop something approaching norm. Make, make him heave and make him sweat, inflict pain with no regret. Carl put in, he earned his stripes, he took on iron and won the fight. But tomorrow he'll be completely screwed, especially if he tries to move. Moaning and yelping will be the epitaph, the iron always has the last laugh. Now the podcasts are done and I'm heading south, I'm off to Australia, over and out. Yes, oh, Trev, that's lovely, <laughs> go away to end it. What a, way, what a way to... Better than a montage at the end of a football season. It has improved my mental health a little bit. I wouldn't say, I'm not. I'm not ecstatic. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I'll take that from you, but mate. It gave me, gave you're me not something fully to do. shit. Is now it's no? all right. You're not, you're not feeling fully shit, but you're up to almost okay. Yeah, almost okay. Yeah. okay. That's good. That's, That's good high. on the Trevometer. That's high on the Trevometer. On the Trevometer. Yeah, I thought we, you know, we need to do a lot more of them. We could do this fucking regularly. Why not? Thanks, Trev. Yeah, that's all right. That was the final one, Carl. What was that? That's the end. You sad? 
Um, yeah, I'm a bit emotional. I'm really gutted. I've had so much. It's been a lot of fun, hasn't it? Just getting to hang out with Trevor once a week. It's yes. Just... Um, and I suppose we should probably do a little roundup of how he got on with his homework. Final homework assignment. Um, Good. I was uh, the gym one. Jim was an absolute ten success. Ten. I feel destroyed from yep. it. He's really, he really worked me. But he's also he's a very good teacher. Genuinely, I, I love the fact that he gets topless after every session <laughs> and also that everyone knows him yeah it was like a gangster's gym where like everyone just sees the boss comes in and has to go and pay their respects yeah um and so there with was julia's as predicted on that really very few chores the jaffa cakes was nice, <laughs> it's nice that he <laughs> gave a, a quarter <laughs> of his jaffa cakes like a jaffa cakes yeah so there's good there was progress i think you know from julia's email she's, she, she says there has been progress and it is all positive so next season's on to bigger and brighter things. Yes, Trev. I mean, obviously there is the chance that we now have to go to a fetish club. Yeah, we should probably tell everyone that um, it's, that might have sounded odd to you. We know Trevor from before. It has a penchant for the fetish club. <laughs> so we saved it's it never come up before. So we thought we don't want to let that cat out of the bag. No, surprise. So, but now it's out. Next, It almost was a cliffhanger for season two. <laughs> Will Carl, Chris and Joel Bruser end up in a gangbang? I reckon... Um, yeah, so next season we need to go to a fetish club. We can all start going to uh, for group gym sessions. Yeah, my plan is to uh, get really ripped, and so we, when we go to a fetish club, I don't get insecure. I'm going to buy some weaponry. Just to, what do you mean? Weaponry? Just you know, just like you know, whips and chains and stuff. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> just general stuff like that. Oh, good. So, what was your uh, little bonus highlight final episode? Um, it was nice to get a mention in the poem. <laughs> to be honest, I feel quite. Honoured, I'm jealous. It I'm jealous. I've not made it. even if it was getting uh, mugged off yeah. for for not being up in tip top condition. I really enjoyed the fact that he dreams about fighting celebrities and specifically just <laughs> hanging out with Shane Warne. <laughs> I hope ne- I hope he's learned how to lucid dream in the next few months. That's, that I'll... should be so. Yeah, that will also make it into next season. <laughs> That'd be a good topic task. each week. Who's who's Trev beating up this week? <laughs> which celebrity? Which cameos were in this week's dreams? <laughs> Ah, oh, it's been fun. It's been great. Um, guys, People can thank get you touch. so much for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you next time. But in the meantime, do get in touch on Twitter, at Babysitting Trev. Send us suggestions, season two. Different homework to give Trev. Yeah. Stuff he's got to do, stuff maybe we can do with him. We'll report back. Uh, spread the word. Spread the word. Because the way this is going to work is the more people that listen, there's plans for it to go further. We need as many people to listen. So people that like a laugh and you think need a bit of Trevor in their life. Yes. Get that Trevolution working, guys. There Spread the love. Go on iTunes. Yeah. Five stars. Give, Give us a five. nice write-up. doesn't take... We don't want your money. Just want, we just want your lovely kindness. Yes. Cash your kindness for us, guys. <laughs> we don't take checks. We take stars. We take stars and words. Babysitting Trevor is a dot 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 production hosted by Carl Donnelly, Chris Martin and Trevor Crook and is produced by Joel Porter. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.